Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Hi and welcome to our brand new podcast. It's called Dead Bodies. I hope you're not squeamish or terrified of them because I am. We're going to talk about them a lot. Don't be scared. Why are you scared? I don't know. And this is this is the, the reason I think that we're doing this. Hi, by the way, my name's Dee Dee Dunleavy. I've been in radio for... I'm sorry, was that not clear enough for you to hear? Look, it's over 30 years and let's just leave it at that. Young Chanel, young enough to be my daughter. Young Chanel, I'm Chanel. I was the crime reporter for a little while in television. I'm now the court reporter. I've seen many dead bodies in my time. Right. And this is the reason we're doing it because I have never seen a dead body ever and I'm terrified and I think... The only thing I can equate it to is where I live, there are quite a lot of snakes. And I know they're about, and I'm aware of them, but it's always when you're not expecting it that you see one. And your brain just doesn't compute what you're seeing. Have, have you ever seen a snake? I've seen a snake, but I think I'd be more afraid of a snake than a dead body. It's, it's strangely not scary because they look like they're made of plastic and your brain straight away says it's a toy. But then you go, it's a snake. So that's the closest I can get to actually thinking what it would be like to come across a dead body. And I think that's why exactly why we're doing this is that everyone's experiences, if you've seen a dead body or not, are so different. If you haven't seen one, you've got that fear. If you have seen one, it could be that that image that sticks in your head for years and years and years. It could have been really horrific circumstances in which you discovered a body or, you know, it was perhaps a loved one in a hospital and, you know, that's still a dead body. I want to rule out loved ones. Do you? Yeah. Do you want to do loved ones? Well, I've got some loved ones. Don't rule me out. (laughs) Sorry. We've just started this and it's about to end. Thank you very much. I'm already (laughs) you around. Well, I just figure I I don't know if I want any crying to happen. Uh, from me or? Well, from anyone. Well, what we would like you to do is actually share your dead body stories with Absolutely. us and we'll give you all the ways to do that um, as we wrap things up. But I, do, I don't want to be here like a funeral. Okay. I, I'm kind of looking for, this is horrible, but I will admit it, I'm kind of looking for the macabre. It's, it's like I want to go to a scary movie. And I don't want to, but I do. Okay, well, I might start with my dead, my first dead body then. Let's just get into it. All right. Okay. How, how old were you? I can't remember exactly, but I was definitely under 10. <gasps> yeah. No, I what happened? definitely under 10 and I was travelling with my family. My mum's from Sri Lanka and we were in Sri Lanka and my family own a, or they did at the time, they owned a tea plantation. So just get that image in your head. Yeah. It's lots of sort of big tea plantation like what you'd see on the ads on television, you know, the Dilmar ads. And um, there were, there'd been a dead body found there and it was heavily decomposed. <gasps> and we happened to be there on the day they found that body. 
and I remember it clear as day. It was in a blue hessian sack, the body, because so, it was so decomposed. Hang on, would they, so they had gone and picked it up, or did you sneak into the field? And, I'm no, just no, thinking, no, so how did they just, let it? It was just there. So, because I think they, they, there wasn't any drama about it being there like people were so matter of fact that yeah this is a dead body it's been found and I remember walking up to the guy and like I must have said can I have a look or I must have gestured that I I don't know what I did but he just opened the head little girl I know and it was just in there he he opened it to show you yep he opened it and I just saw it in there and I was like Okay, cool. Do you ma- was it a man or a woman? I don't remember. I feel like I'm leaning towards saying it was a man, and I also feel like the backstory was that he was quite a poor man, and he just died in the field. No one had found him. Isn't that sad? Yeah, incredibly sad. But as a child under ten, straight over my head, wasn't phased by it. Didn't care. It cool, didn't that's shock a dead you. body. No, it didn't shock me at all. I spoke to a um, a TV reporter who has covered a lot of crime cases who has seen dead bodies the other day, and she said the first time she saw one, the shock just ran through her. She said she just went cold and hot. Her fingers froze. Yeah, just right. the, and and yet you didn't have any reaction. No, and now I, I'm worried about like I'm looking at you differently and thinking well, I who don't... am I working with. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a fearful reaction to a dead body. A dead body is a dead body. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah, but it's, it's the person that made it a dead body that you need to worry about. It's creepy. This is what I. Uh, I this is what we want to delve into and and try and understand. I don't know why I. I think I would probably be sick. I would cry. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what my reaction would be. And then I know you don't want to go to the funeral and the family stuff. But in yep. saying that, when I saw my grandfather in an open casket, I didn't like that. What sort of family are you from? That put <laughs> you in front of? When so you have the viewing, like when you have the viewing the, the day before the funeral. Do you I don't not know do that this? That, no, well, I don't know if that's routinely done. And I know in Victorian days they used to lay the body out on the, the kitchen table. And people would come along and have a look at it. And oh, well, now I've got another dead body story that's just sprung to mind. Well, yeah, go on. So I when... can't get enough of it. I'm repulsed. I'm <laughs> loving it. When my uncle passed away, yeah. again, going back to Sri Lanka, yeah. uh, very sudden, very sad. He had a heart attack. So we organised to, obviously, everyone's flying up there to go for the funeral. And when we arrived at their house, his body was in the house. So in a coffin in the middle of the lounge room open and it was like that for two days and we slept there oh and that didn't did you just die i did your dying noise <laughs> how do you sleep <laughs> with it yeah and it like he was just there and oh there would be photos of him somewhere like that but yeah yeah that's he was just there and like my auntie was there and everyone was sitting around the coffin and that's very common in Sri Lanka that the body is in the house for several days before I the funeral. I kind of get it. Now, I don't want to – I'm not comparing your uncle to a dog No, at all, but Great. my neighbour's dog died and I went with her to the to the a vet where they put the dog down and they wrapped it up in a blanket and we brought it home in the boot of the car and – she then um, and I said, do you want my husband to come across and bury it for you? And she said, I'll just keep him overnight. So she slept with the dead dog in the house. And I and I understood that. I got that because she, <laughs> <I'm serious. laughs> because 
Because she she didn't want to say goodbye to him. She didn't want to let him go. Was- oh, when I had to put my dog down, cried on the floor of the vet for hours, couldn't do it, totally mortified. Oh, so Can't. you're different when it's a dog body. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about how many dead bodies have you seen in your work as a police reporter and crime reporter? I couldn't even count. Are you serious? I couldn't even count. Do you mean like count. dozens or is it more than that? It would be way up there in the dozens. So, I don't know if I'd reached. I may have reached at least. Because like, when we arrive at crime scenes, sometimes they're just there on the road. Or, you know, you can you can see them being photographed by forensic officers. Or they're still there in a field. Or they're just they're there. Do you remember then putting aside the experience when you were a little girl? Because it's, it's, I think it's different when you're little because everything's Absolutely. like a, a story, isn't yes. it? It doesn't compute the same yeah. way. But as an adult, as a, as a reporter, when was the first time you saw a dead body then? Oh, I saw a man who'd been murdered in a street. It was sort of a street fight. Um, there was some personal conflict, though, between the murderer and the victim. And he was laying on the road. And when we got there, they had the sheet off him because they were film like filming and taking photographs around him, and he was just there. And I remember. But were you? Did you? Were you keen to see? Were you like? Yeah, I was really keen to see. So the cameraman said, "Oh, the body's still on the road," and I said, "Oh, can I have a look down the lens?" And I remember I looked down the lens to see the body. It was so that you could get a closer up. Yeah, look. just to see that person. Because I feel like if I'm going to report and tell that person's story, then, you know, that's them. See, just the thought of that is actually making my stomach turn a little bit. Really? Yeah. Isn't it, it funny? Just... You, do you, so you're desensitised to it. And I'm not calling you a monster. No, I think I'm absolutely desensitised <laughs> to it. It's, a, it's an odd feeling when you sit around the dinner table at night and I say to my boyfriend, so what did you do today? And he said, oh, I signed off a million dollar deal, this advertising deal with a big car He's company. He's a keeper. Yeah. What did you, thank you. And he says, <laughs> Side note. what did you do? And I say, I sat outside a murder house for four hours in a western suburb or a southern suburb and you know, spoke to the victim's family and that's what I did. Good stake. Is that harder, talking to the people who know the dead person? Yeah, so I have always said, seeing dead bodies doesn't faze me, but what tears my soul apart Mm. is seeing families being told that their loved one is dead. Mm. Because that's a whole different thing. When you find out someone's died in your family you might find out a couple of hours after. So if your auntie's died, your auntie may have known for a little bit, she tells your mum, then your mum tells you. Yeah. You know, if a cousin's died, you find out from another relative. But to be to bear witness to a family member being told someone that you love who was perfectly fine yesterday is no longer here. Mm. Devastating. And it is always – and that's something that really – makes me realise that at the end of the day we're all human and we all have this same reaction to grief. It doesn't matter what how old you are, what race you are, what you believe in, what you don't believe in, what footy club you go for. It does not matter. You and your worst enemy have the exact same reaction to grief and that is unbearable crying. You can't control your body. It's just total involuntary bodily body movements and fall to the ground or it's screaming, it's always the same. And it's terrible. It's Mm. absolutely terrible. And that 
always tore me to pieces more than seeing the dead body on the road. I figure that I try and um, make myself think about the concept of death. I remember talking once. Have you ever heard of a psychic called John Edward? Yes. Yeah. So he's been to Australia a few times and I met him on one of those occasions and interviewed him. And he describes it as, do you remember being born? No. Do you remember coming into this world? Well, he said it's just the same, but in the other direction. You just kind of pass. Because most of us in this room have lost someone. And if you haven't lost someone, you're going to lose someone. And newsflash, you're going to be the person one day that someone loses. And the thing that I think is most important about this is to understand the process. I, I, I can't put my finger on what the fascination is with wanting to see the dead bodies but not wanting to see them at the same time. I, I'm, <laughs> the movie Stand so By Me. I know, I know, I know. This I'm is going to be the a recurring theme throughout this podcast, everyone. But <laughs> I don't know what I want. I don't do know it. what I want. I don't want to see the body. Well, I, sometimes I look, do you know what? Do not ever, do not ever Google. Here it is. I'm warning you now. Do not ever Google 9-11 jumpers. I've done it. And do the images part. Yes, I've done it. I've watched it. Don't do it. Oh, no, you, I can't say don't do it because I already you, did it. Oh, but if you <laughs> – well, there was a documentary about um, 9-11 and it was the, the emergency crews. It was when the towers mm. were still up and the emergency crews were in the foyer yeah. and waiting to go upstairs and try and rescue people. What they thought they were going to do would be rescue them at that stage. And they hear this banging sound, bang, bang, That's and you see them look outside and you realise that it's – the sound of bodies hitting the ground outside. Mm. Yeah, no, I stupidly don't Google that. Did Google it. Did. Don't know why I did. I also became fascinated by there's a crime scene photographer. He worked in New York. Oh, I can't think of his name. I will find out for you and inform you properly. And he used to take this giant tripod to crime scenes, huge big one, and would position it above the body and the camera would then point directly down at the body and take these incredibly graphic, gory, broken, ragdoll, blood, bludgeoned graphic pictures and they're in black and white and they're all on the internet. And you can look them up and so I would start looking at them but then after a bit I have, I just couldn't take any more. I once heard someone describe a dead body at a funeral and they described it as your body is just a tent that housed you <laughs> throughout your life and once it's – once it's funny? Don't, don't laugh at I'm dead sorry, bodies. I'm no, sorry, but you know I'm what? Sorry, dead bodies no. can actually be really funny but we won't – Yeah, no, it no, kind no. of can. Anyway, um, it's just a tent that houses your body and your soul once you die. Like it's just the tent that's left. There's nothing in it. It's not a big deal sort of thing. Yeah. So – like it, I don't I, know. That's I'm not. It's still yeah. But it's it's the it's the seeing of a human that isn't behaving like a human. No, no, because then that's sleeping. At some stage during this podcast series, we will be able to define why it is I'm shit scared. <laughs> seeing a will body. we? I don't think we will. Wouldn't it be ironic if I actually saw one? Is there a body farm in Australia? Yes, there is. And I think it's in New South Wales. We should probably go there. No. What? Yes, we could. I could walk you through the process, but you're a crier. I would. I would cry. I don't know. I don't know what my reaction. I think I'm scared of what my reaction but would be. But what if it's someone that you didn't know? No. No, it doesn't Still. matter. Oh, okay. Maybe I've got too much empathy. Maybe I'm too What are you saying about connected me, Connected to the, well, you're just a, 
cold, bloodless, with a there's a lump of coal in your chest. It's not hard. It's a... <laughs> I'm a monster. I've just seen so many, so many in all different. What's all right? What's the worst you've ever seen? Easy worst I've seen hands down. I didn't actually see the physical body, but I saw the body in a body bag being brought out. So they sort of can see, you know, how tall, big, sort of, and it was a child. Oh. And it was a child that oh. had been murdered. Oh. And it wasn't so much. Who murders a child? Mm. Yes, it was a love triangle. Oh. And the scorned lover of this man had come and murdered his grandson. Oh, dear Because God. he wouldn't leave his wife. But. Again, in that situation, seeing the small body bag being brought out of the house by coroners is gut-wrenching. But again, on that scene, I can remember it clear as day. It was the homicide detective's faces walking in and out of that house Mm. where you knew – I was about to swear – where you knew that something really bad had happened. This is our podcast. (laughs) We can do what we like. I think I might have slipped one out a few minutes ago. I was so. going to say an F word. Well, I was going to say um, where you knew something really effing awful had happened inside that house. Yeah. Because when we turned out, we didn't know. We knew there was a body, but we didn't know that it was a child at that point. Do you think, though, that because you're reporting that your work brain is going, well, I need to find out the facts here, and you're you're kind of piecing together your story in your mind, therefore you're not reacting emotionally you're you're a bit more clinical because you're sure, gathering yeah, facts at that absolutely. point. I think definitely. But I also think that to be a good reporter, you've got to feel the emotions. And while I may not feel the emotions about the body physically being there, you still can feel the emotions about the crime. Yeah. So, you know, about how awful it would have been for that little boy in his final moments being terrified about what was happening to him. And that's the emotion for me, mm. not so much the body being taken out. Yeah. That's the issue. I want you to work up a body count of how many you've seen. Do an approximate. I could. I've got Okay, well, that can save for another episode. We'll just be horrified by the quantity. And then I'm looking at you suspiciously wondering whether you're involved in any of them. There's a whole movie about finding a dead body. Have you ever seen Stand By Me? No. There he is. I see him. Look. Look over there. I see him. I see him. None of us could breathe. Somewhere under those bushes was the rest of Ray Brower. The train had knocked Ray Brower out of his keds, just like it had knocked the life out of his body. Jesus. The kid wasn't sick. The kid wasn't sleeping. The kid was dead. We're going to talk to a friend of ours. I know you know him too, friend of ours. Dear friend. Yes. Who was forced to do something rather unusual with a dead body. That, oh. Yes. Let's put a call through to Peter, we'll call him. On the line we have my friend Peter, and you know him as well. Of course. Okay. Who has seen a dead body, but under rather unusual circumstances, because he was forced to do something with the body, which... (laughs) Stop saying that. Hello, Peter. Hello, Chanel. Hello, Dee Dee. It was an unusual circumstance at the time, and I'll just describe it. Do you want the whole story? Yes, yes, yes. Start from the beginning. Start from the beginning, because we need to know who the person was and how you met them. Okay. Well, this is what happened was um, I was approached by a social worker. I was working at uh, Fox FM back in the day, it was late 90s. 
and uh, still re- relatively cool. And You're I still fitting into your skinny jeans at that point, weren't you? Very much so. And mm-hmm. I would now, Dee Dee. Okay. I would now. Fair enough. But uh, <laughs> you know that. You yeah. know that as well as I do. And uh, you don't, Chanel, but you know now. I do. Um, thank you. No, no, no. All the best to you. So <laughs> at the time, uh, this guy approached me as a social worker and he said, look, there's a bit of a fan of yours who's got a very serious illness. She's a 20-year-old girl. Would you mind going and giving her a visit? Would you mind going and visiting her in hospital? She has a terminal illness. So I said, yeah, look, of course I will. That's fine. And she was a bit of a fan of ours in the day, Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought, well, I'll go along and I'll, I'll visit this poor girl. And when I visited her, I discovered that she really didn't have um, a lot of family that... that came to visit her so what i did is i made it my business to visit her every week and have talks to her she had unfortunately uh, motor neuron disease which is very uncommon in someone so young so look it was pretty confrontational as they say but i got to know all the staff there uh, at the hospital oh you hang on just what pause one second of course Uh, yes all right Nurses, huh? you got to know the well, nurses. There, there, was, there was an occupational therapist who, uh, right? I think Chanel, if you wouldn't mind, was a little bit my way. Right, <laughs> story was going so well. Well, <laughs> because no, he was uh, looking so much like a saint at that point. I thought, hang on, let's just clear this up. Okay, okay. so no, no, you were you were Thank you were you. really good, and I, I do remember it well. And you were really dedicated to going and visiting her. And she didn't have, um, she'd lost the powers of communication, hadn't she? Yes, she had. Mm. And uh, so everything that she communicated was, you know, on a pad. And, and look, she was in dire straits. And, but because of I'm used to talking to people and nobody answering, even you, Didi, sometimes yep. when I talk, you don't answer. <laughs> you fade away. Just ignore um, you. I, I was, exactly. I was okay talking to her at some length while she was in a state of, she was going downhill. And, 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 and it was very, very sad. And she was a lovely young girl. And I'd occasionally see her family who lived well out of town. Um, and but but there was there was an obvious conclusion to all of this. And uh, she she unfortunately she she passed away. She passed away. Mm-hmm. But she was of a uh, I, I don't know whether it's tradition in her country because she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't. Her family weren't born in Australia. Uh, what they did is they preserved the body so people close to her could uh, see the body and actually have their photos taken with uh, the body. That's such. You with me, Chanel? You hearing me here? I'm hearing. Do you mean like embalming? Well, no, not 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 quite that. No, but they just no, no. kind of kept her in the bed. Yes. In state, and so when uh, the next I don't visit hang was on, on a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't, yes. I don't get this. No, I Do, don't either. No, sorry. Did they say? Sorry, I, I'm sure laughing because no. she's died. Um, yes. So did they say to you, "Come in and she's died. Come in and see yes. her," or was it just yes. a bit of a shock for you? No, no. They said you must come in and see her because you've been very close to her over the years, and then have your photo taken. No, with yes. the uh, aforementioned uh, dead body, and that was very sad because she was young, 
It's sad anyway when somebody passes, Chanel. You'd appreciate that, Dee Dee. Yes. But I had to have my photo taken and sort of be sort of like cuddling up to the body on... I've seen the photo. I've seen the photo. No, no, on that, on that, on that, there was a photo taken. Yes. And I remember having it and showing it to you, but I didn't, I've seen too many movies (laughs) where these things happen, and if I'd perhaps done something to the photo, I think something awful may have happened, so I've had to keep it. Oh, like you don't want to throw it out or anything else? Well, yeah, no, I couldn't, Chanel. No, I couldn't. I He's couldn't had it for years. Something. Okay, <laughs> wait, I need to go back. Okay. I need... When did it's they... in a filing cabinet. Wait, okay, hello. Okay. Yeah. okay. When did they... I'm... 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 Chanel's so actually much, crying. She's I actually have so much respect for this girl and the awful what? battle that she fought. Yes. But my yes, mind yes. is blown. So mm. who told you, you that this happens? Mm. When did you first find mm. out? Did you find out about the preserving of the body while she was still alive? What? I don't think it was actually preserved as such, but it had been in state as such for some time when I saw the body. Now... We, why, why did they make you do a photo, though? That's what I don't understand. Because, I don't that... well, no, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I, I'm not sure either, but it was part of that particular culture's ritual. Right. Uh, that people who were close... Uh, so I don't her, think that's in the Bible or anything. You shall take uh, no, a no, photo no, with not, your well, dead body. Well, no, no, look, I don't know. I haven't read it cover to cover, D.D. <laughs> Neither have I. So, so, and, uh, but, so... I, but, but there I was with, with, a, with a dead body that wasn't... Talk, um, talk us through what happened to it, because I do remember you bringing the photo in it was, and, yes, and showing it and horrifying me with it. it. You. Yes. I, no, I only showed it to you, Dirty. Mm. I, only, I only showed it to you. But, but then but, what did, um, where did it go, up on the fridge at home or what? No, it didn't go up on the fridge at home. And uh, it, did, it went into my, it went into a filing cabinet. Why don't you burn it? Why don't you just burn it? No, you know why I won't burn it. I'm still not over it. Because you know what will happen. I'm sure. Go to that a... person and we'll come back burning with burn scars and haunt me if okay, I'm burning. So, did you so it's know? Still in a filing cap. What? Did you know that the photo shoot was going to happen before you got to her, or did you turn up and no, knowing no she idea, died? No and then idea, were other Chanel. people doing it? Well, I think so. I think relatives and close friends were doing the photo thing too, but I didn't know there were cameras set up. I. I remember, you know, I've obviously been told to smile for a photo. So, well, what do you look like in a in a shot with a with a dead body? Well, I what do you look not, like? I can't remember. What did you actually? look like? What did you do? Hmm? Well, I looked pleasant enough. I didn't look. I, <laughs> I didn't look distressed. I didn't look distressed. I had a right. Was it a right smile? Would that be the expression? I, I can't remember. Either. I think you were trying to look sort of like benign and benevolent and benign and benevolent and serious. Sad, holy, but, holy, but, even. But not, Hmm? So it. that's what I was. Chantelle's crying, and, and, uh, so, <laughs> and I sort of had my arms around the person. Yep. Propped it up a bit and sort of had my arms around. I was sort of cuddling in a bit. I don't know. I look. It's a while now, but the photo's still around. The photo's still in the filing cabinet. Is it? Because I cannot get rid of it, Dee Dee. I can't oh, no. go and burn it because that that might come back to get me. Can you see if you can find it? Because we're going to be setting up all our social media and. Um... Oh come on! That's that's yeah. dreadful. No, I. Can, do I have to? <laughs> Peter, thank you. You've been um, just a wonderful 
<laughs> wonderful for sharing That's a pleasure, Jodie. You're a wonderful sport for coming on and a wonderful sport for taking that photo. Thank you, Chanel. Lovely talking to you. Lovely talking to you. Thanks, All Peter. You. It just got me when you said what face do you do with a dead person? The, for the longest time, he would carry oh. it around and we would talk about it. It was years it went on. He carried it in his briefcase and he said, what do I do with it? Like he didn't want it. He would say to me, what do I do? And I said, just burn it. And that's when we had the discussion. No, because if you burn it, like you'll, you'll wake up one night and you'll be like. <laughs> oh. I've cried. Yeah, I'll get him to hunt it out. We would love to hear your stories about dead bodies. Have you ever seen a dead body? You can email through to us, deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com, and we might have a chat with you or we can read your stories for you. Absolutely, and you can find us on social media, so facebook.com forward slash deadbodiespodcast, and, of course, we are on Twitter at deadbodiespod. You could just talk to us about dead bodies, troll us. We might put a photo up. (laughs) We are so le- leaving ourselves open for trouble, you know. Please, no pictures of dead body. Please, none. Send them to me with a caution and I won't show them in front of Dee Dee. On the next episode of Dead Bodies. We were sort of walking over quite condensed grass. Aren't you trampling evidence at this point? There was no there... police tape. I should probably make that really clear. Okay. There was no police tape up. And if there was, we I've would seen not so have many of those shows. It. Like, I, what you were doing is wrong. I know. There was no police tape. If <laughs> there on. was, I would never go under police tape. So we're walking back, and then I think daylight breaks at about 6 30, 7 o'clock. And I looked out of my shoes. Don't. What? Don't. They were covered in blood. (gasps) Brett McLeod, have you seen a dead body? Well, unusually for a journalist, I hadn't for a very long time in my career. I managed to avoid it for for two decades. Uh, But then when I did see a dead body, I saw thousands. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vella and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.